What's going on, guys? Macho Man Matty Savage here alongside me. I've got Dan Go from the Smack Talk team. Today, we're here to talk the November 20th edition of SmackDown. We're going to give you guys a little bit of a recap, a little bit of our thoughts on the show, the go-home show for this Sunday's Survivor Series pay-per-view. Um, as always, if you're just tuning in, make sure you give us a like, follow, share, retweet, and subscribe. It's pretty simple. We're on Spotify now. We're on Anchor. We're on every social media platform pretty much that you can think of. And if you can think of one that we're not on that we should be, let us know. Um, so, Dan, getting right into it, uh, what would you think overall on the final episode of SmackDown before Survivor Series? Um, so, overall, I think it's it's starting to feel like it's coming together. Um Big part was the Roman Reigns segment, which eventually we'll get into. Um, we had the tag teams come at you um, that turned into an eight-man tag, which was great. Um, the women's uh, division, <clears throat> the women's Survivor Series team, finally we know them all. And I just think collectively, with all that being done, SmackDown looking really strong, really excited for Sunday night's pay-per-view Survivor Series. I cannot wait to get into it. So – You've touched on a lot of the topics that I want to get into, uh, so we're going to dive right in. Obviously, this is the final show before Survivor Series. Um, it wasn't like the past Survivor Series with um, the brand warfare, the uh, the attacking of each other's brands on the shows. Um, I mean, this could be due to, obviously, the pandemic that we're in the middle of, still, somehow. Um or it could just be a part of lazy booking creative. I, I, I can't really answer that at this point, but... Let's talk about the Survivor Series build. Uh, the show kicked off, eight-man tag team match. Uh, the the New Day and the Street Profits teamed up against Ziggler, Bobby Roode, um, and the last two names to throw on me right now. It doesn't really matter to be honest. King Corbin was in it, and I can't remember the last guy. Why am I? Uh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, of course. How, got to how can we forget that? Um, so I know you had some thoughts on this uh, eight-man tag. You weren't really on board with the whole. New Day and Street Profits uh, teaming up here. So hit me with your thoughts there. So I just don't think um, heel versus good – like it doesn't matter anymore when it comes to Survivor Series. You don't need to have um, two heels team up. And, you know, it could have just been a tease. I didn't need to watch them wrestle. I, I did enjoy the match. Don't get me wrong. But having – both of them on this, both teams together, It you just knew something was going to happen, which they put, in that match, they put nice little hits to each other by accident, of course, um, and it really felt natural, uh, but when it comes down to it, I didn't need them both being teammates before two days later being at war with each other. Mm. That, to me, we could have just, you know, I didn't need raw people fighting on SmackDown. I didn't need it. We didn't have it for Raw. We didn't have the Street Profits have a match on Raw. So right. to me, it just felt out of place. It just said, it just felt like, hey, let's put this together against four bums. And I really wow. don't want to say they're bums, but the WWE is giving, they're presenting these four guys as bums. Let's be honest here. King Corbin, he could be so much better than what the WWE is making him out to be. His run is really losing steam right now Wicked. as the king. I think he's Wicked. run its course there for sure. I agree with you. Dolph Ziggler, man, he was an ex-WWE heavyweight champion, and this is how you're treating that man. Bobby Roode, let's be honest, he's been flat since he started. 
Mm. And let me tell you, for the people that say, no, he wasn't, come on now. You just really liked his song, so let's not go there. Yeah. So to have those to have those four people just fight two tag teams, it was very random. It didn't have to happen. So to me, I think that was just lazy booking. I mean, I, I, I told you that my thoughts on this uh, during the show. Um, you know, I, I'll give them credit. I mean, they thought a little bit outside the box and having the two tag teams teaming up before they went to war uh, this Sunday at Survivor Series. Um, I agree with you in the sense that it doesn't matter if it's heel versus face or face versus face. Um, it's really too bad, obviously, as you mentioned, even with Dolph Ziggler and uh, Bobby Roode, they just have absolutely nothing going for them right now. Um, I mean, in a way, I, I'm surprised they were thrown into this match. It didn't really have a, a place in it to me. I mean, unless they're trying to be in that Street Profits tag team title picture for SmackDown, but they're just flat right now as a team. Uh, it's not much going on there. Um, but hey, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Make sure you guys tune in to our uh, Survivor Series predictions podcast, which will be coming soon as well. Um, keeping going on the final build, uh, the SmackDown women's uh, team was finally finalized. Uh, Adam Pierce, who is not our general manager, he's just the, the guy <laughs> on both shows. Uh, he announced Bailey as one of the, the entrants, and then he put Natalia in a match uh, against Tamina to determine who would get the last slot, which ultimately ended up being basically a, a one-and-a-half-minute match. It was a squash. Pretty much in my eyes. Wild. It was wild. There was more focus on Bailey and Bianca Belair, who was uh, on commentary. Um, man, the, the, the women's side, obviously, uh, it's in shambles, as we, we, we've discussed this recently. Um, the SmackDown women's side that finally is built, pieced together. They've got all five. It's a great-looking five. I mean, they got... Uh, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and uh, not Peyton Royce, uh, Natalia, the yeah. one that qualified Sorry, last night. So it's a strong team on paper going up against Raw's side. Um, but I mean, it just doesn't feel like there's much there for the women's Survivor Series team. You're right. Now, let's bring it to the SmackDown match against Natty versus Tamina. Man, that fifth spot. If you're going to choose any of those two women, it didn't matter who out of the two were, was victorious, right? Mm. Let me tell you why I think the wrong person won that match. Wow. So, mind you, we have Roman Reigns, who is absolutely on the top of his game right now. And he's building his Samoan empire. It's real. And that needs to happen. Let me give you a little hint. We have Tamina, who is... In that family, which we know she is because they put her in the, the WWE Network videos with Jimmy or Jay Uso. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was in it. She was hugging him. Like, they were expressing this is family. Like, that's life. Perfect. How do we capture that moment and let that fall flat? Easy. WWE went lazy on us all. Tamina could have won that match. We all know Tamina is a great wrestler. She's a powerhouse. I should, let me take that back. She's not a great wrestler. Uh, I was going to say. But she is a force. How about that? Sure. She's like a Nia Jax force to be reckoned with. She's a brute. She's a brute. That's what 
Roman Reigns' empire is all about. It's we're gonna kick some ass. I think <clears throat> I think the I mean Natalia winning obviously was the full circle of the build that they've kind of gave her over the past month of I should automatically be part of the women's uh, Survivor Series yep. team because I'm long tenured. I'm a, I'm one of the best women superstars of all time. All that bullshit that she gave us. Um, so I mean the way they ended the story with her actually getting the win, it just seemed flat because it's like man, you've built this, you've tried to build this over the past couple of weeks leading up to the pay per view, and then the match where she finally succeeds, whether we liked it or not, was a one. Two minute match. Yep. Yep. It just you it didn't it didn't sit well with you. Yep. You broke Tamina. Uh, you broke any success Tamina could have had with the Roman Reigns Empire, right with a minute and a half L. You killed my vibe with Natty winning when she acted like she was 18 years old, ditzy, giving people hugs. Like, if you're gonna tell me you're a legend and you're one of the greatest of all times in the women's division, then you gotta act like it. Now, let me just tell you, we if I had to put Charlotte Flair and Natalia in the same sentence, 10 out of 10 people are picking Charlotte Flair. And that's obvious. No that's no obvious. Yep. But they're both tenured. They both have wrestling blood in their name. But you'll never see Charlotte Flair give somebody a hug when she's telling you she's the GOAT. Yep. So now that we have Natty saying she's the GOAT and now she's so happy to be on a team, no, bitch. If you're the GOAT, you're the leader, you're the captain, let's get it. You drop the ball, and I don't want to say you because we know it's not you. We know it's creative. They're making you give people hugs. But damn, it looks forced, it looks bad and sloppy. Oof. You know what else looks bad and sloppy to me? Hit me. Uh, the final build of Asuka and Sasha Banks. I mean, they had a little in-ring promo basically Obviously, we know the history between the two of them. They faced off numerous times. They faced off against each other this past summer for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, but the the segment itself, eh, I wasn't big on it. And then what really just threw me off on everything was obviously uh, Sasha's been dealing with Carmella over the past couple weeks on SmackDown. So she's looking like she's the next contender. Yep. And I'm cool with that. I really yep. am. Yep. What just threw me off is... I mean, I think everybody's looking at Sasha as a babyface right now. And Asuka, obviously, is a babyface. And, again, I'm cool with babyface versus babyface in this case because it's the best of the best, yep. right? But Carmella attacks Sasha Banks, and Asuka just stands there. And that was, to me, if you're the babyface here, you're going to help out. Whether it's your opponent on Sunday or not, you're going to help them out if they're getting beat up, you know, right, and right. that was not the case. It, that really threw me off. It makes me wonder if they're going to start shifting Oscar towards the heel end of things moving forward after Survivor Series. I'm not sure, but it was just, it was an interesting piece to the show to me. Yeah. Um, I want to jump in on the Carmella topic too. So we all know Carmella is interfering in that match, right? Like she had, yeah, okay. on paper, on, on in the Survivor Series pay per view card, I am in my gut. I'm saying Carmella, with everything she's done, all of her antics, she is definitely getting involved in that match some way, somehow. And you know what sucks is I didn't need Carmella to whoop Sasha's ass last night. I'd rather see that happen Sunday. Sunday. Because yeah. now I already know that she will interfere, even if it's just her song going off. 
It's going to get her distracted. Sounds like you're heading towards picking Oscar this Sunday for for the for our predictions. One hundred percent, maybe. You'll have to stay tuned and find out because points are points, and I'm not getting chopped. <laughs> Fair. Let's get into the next topic. We're gonna talk quickly. Seth Rollins versus Murphy. Um, you guys obviously been watching this storyline develop for what seems like five years. Um, it's been going on pretty much all year throughout the whole pandemic. Long. The whole Mysterio family. With Rollins on Raw, they both went over to SmackDown in the the draft, um, and that continued. Um, Murphy developed his little relationship with a nineteen year old. Yep, uh, Rey Mysterio's daughter. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but that's interesting in itself. And I mean, everything finally kind of boiled over last week on SmackDown's episode where Murphy interfered in Seth Rollins' match with Rey Mysterio, turned his back on Seth Rollins once and for all. It was all Murphy's master plan. Now the Mysterio family is totally cool with Murphy after all this, which, hey, it is what it is at this point. I mean, if, if this really means that this storyline is coming to its end, cool. The big surprise to me was seeing Murphy get the win against Seth Rollins clean on an episode of SmackDown. I wish, and I, this could also do have something to do with the fact that Rollins is going to be taking some time off. Uh, Becky Lynch obviously is expecting within the next month. Um, so I wish they would have saved Murphy's moment of getting the big win over Rollins for a pay-per-view. And I'm not saying it should be on Survivor Series of Sunday, obviously, because it's just Raw versus SmackDown, yeah. but even the next pay-per-view after that. But if this means the end, I'm cool. I'm so good with this. Now, I what I do want to say is I don't mind getting into a feud with Seth Rollins versus Buddy Murphy for the next month or two until he uh, until he goes and be a dad. Takes his, yep. You know? Because that's, that's got something. But, man, how fast? How fast did we forget Rey Mysterio's eye popped out? How fast did we forget Dominic was a wrestler? That right. stopped. It's gone. Now it's, we're looking at a 19-year-old pretty girl with Buddy Murphy. Like, that's where we're at. And, and Dom- that's where it's going to be. And Dominic's not a wrestler now. He's a cheerleader. Yeah. Good God. Rose oh, reversed. It's, now it's Rey Mysterio and Dominic are the cheerleader to Buddy Murphy. I mean, what? I'm I'm interested and I'm curious to see where it goes from here. Yeah. I, I can't predict it at this point because I don't even think WWE can predict it. I think they're writing this shit on the fly every week. Every week. <laughs> Clearly. Vince McMahon like throws it. out scripts like, no, tomorrow. You don't give a damn. If you don't like it, it's switching up. This could switch next week and Murphy... Stops feuding with Dominic again. Who the hell knows? This is why we watch. <laughs> so before we get into um, my main topic, obviously one of the biggest parts of SmackDown last night, the contract signed between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, I uh, want to remind everyone again to make sure you give us a follow on our Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook, all, all of it. It's simple. At underscore SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown. We're talking SmackDown <laughs> Not yet. Here. Uh, at underscore smack talk. Um, and again, as we've mentioned uh, last week, we have joined the Anchor community. We're part of Anchor now. We're on Spotify. We're on pretty much any anything you're looking for, man. You, right. you guys got to find us. It's that simple. Give us a follow. Um, before we do touch on the contract signing, I just want to make a quick blip mention about Daniel Bryan's uh, appearance last night on SmackDown. He obviously, he... He faced Jay Uso in the main event to get his retribution from three weeks ago when Uso uh, took him out for Roman Reigns. 
Um, but the, the, the piece that mattered to me, it wasn't the fact that Daniel Bryan won that match. It was the, 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 the tease that is seen with the backstage segment with Sami Zayn. Um, Sami Zayn, after the match, the, the initial match of the show, the eight-man tag, he was backstage complaining about taking the loss. Um, and Daniel Bryan was there, and they had a little bit of an encounter. Um, foreshadowing that Daniel Bryan is back in the IC title picture. Man. That I don't know. Um, I thought they were heading in the direction of Daniel Bryan's going to challenge Roman Reigns next, but it's kind of in limbo at this point. Yeah. So I think, man, he's got the he's got doors, and now he just has to pick which one he wants to go into. Is it the IC title? Which I think, man, been there, done that. Yeah. But does WWE as a business? Do they want to save the Intercontinental title? I, and I, maybe I'm the only one that thinks this. This has been a lackluster run for Sami Zayn. I get it. He dropped the belt, came back, it's his again. I don't care. It's been, it's been, it's been stagnant for me um, with this whole run. So he either has to get a good feud, and I don't want a champion to be like, I don't, let me, let me backtrack. I don't hate champions that, find a way out and keep the belt. Like, I'm cool with that. Yep. But when you find a way out and complain, it's like, dude, you got to be all in on finding your way out and just being that sneaky rat champion, which I'm cool with. So are you on board with seeing Daniel Bryan challenge for the IC title or the Universal title? I want Daniel Bryan to be in the IC title because – Sami Zayn needs somebody, he needs an opponent to make that title run relevant. And Daniel Bryan, the prestigious uh, championships that man has won, yeah. there's no way to make that build better. And I don't even need Daniel Bryan to win. Like, I just need a strong def defense, uh, defensive match by Sami Zayn to retain that title and keep it moving way up because it deserves it, man. That's yeah. what that's it to my in my opinion, that is the second best title. In WWE, oh, I put that. We're, we're talking Raw SmackDown here, not NXT or anything like that, right? Right, right. Keep sorry, the main roster. Sorry, okay. sorry. So I think it's heavyweight. I think it's IC, and then the then the tag team, then United States, because the United States title, I feel like it's on the scene, but not really. We don't really see it. Yeah, I'm over it. Bobby but, Lashley. Yeah, it's not his fault. But he's right. he's killing it with the hurt business. The hurt part. business is. We'll see. We'll see where where Daniel Bryan heads. I'm sure that we'll get some answers on next week's episode of SmackDown, but. <laughs> Capping off this one, the SmackDown recap, the contract signing between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. This has come full circle. Obviously, uh, McIntyre appeared on SmackDown last week um, to kind of confront Roman Reigns. It all made sense. You know, Roman Reigns was eliminated by Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble this past year. Um, so he's using that to his leverage. Um and then McIntyre, as we all know, if you watch Monday Night Raw, he dethroned Randy Orton. I'm, you know how I feel about that. I'll probably get into that a little more in our predictions podcast. Um, but what'd you think of the contract signing? Because I I thought it was effective. Um, they got to the point. They they trash talked each other. Obviously, I was waiting to see that table flipped. Didn't happen. Drew McIntyre teased it. Right, right at the beginning of his promo, but never happened. I thought there was going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, I thought they would have went at it. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I really thought somebody was going through the table per usual. Um, so for me, 
when I watch things like that, I'm looking for details. Subtle details can make or break the whole show. For me, having Roman Reigns pick the head of the table to sit down was a nice little detail, man. That was nice. That was so good to have him sit literally side by side with Drew McIntyre, his opponent that he's going to see on Sunday in Survivor Series. Yep. And he didn't give a damn. So that to me, I, that felt great. Call then him you, a fill-in champion. Yep. Call him second God. place champ. Yep. And damn it. Is he wrong? Is he wrong though? No, he's not. Man, that contract signing was literally one of the most business-like contract signings yeah. we've got. That was so corporate, mm -hmm. but so gangster at the same time. It was so good. Not a word from Paul Heyman either. Isn't nope. that something? All he did, and another detail. Yeah, let's hit, hit that the, detail. I love Paul it. Heyman walks over to the front of the table, puts the belt pointing. Obviously, he was supposed to do that. Fast forward to the end of the interview. Now, I don't want to go off track here. He... Paul Heyman grabs the title because Roman Reigns sticks his hand out. Mm -hmm. And he, that's mine. Get it for me. Amazing. And damn right. He got it. Did you, did you miss that other little detail with Paul Heyman? What's that? After Drew McIntyre signed the contract and Roman grabbed, was going to grab the pen, Paul Heyman grabs another pen for him. Now, don't use that one. That's Details. a loser's pen. Details. It Details. was great. Um, the whole thing, in my opinion, was great. It's a nice kickoff to Survivor Series, that's it has to be your main event. Yep. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into it on our Survivor Series podcast because, of course, Survivor Series, just like the Royal Rumble, we have bonus points galore. Oh, yeah. So keep in. Tune in on that. So it's simple, guys. Make sure you guys tune into that. That's coming shortly as well. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to our SmackDown recap for the November 20th episode. Um, Survivor Series coming this Sunday. Make sure you guys tune in and catch our predictions podcast as well. Thank you guys, and have a great day.